Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Conscious Sedation. This is Shift 10. We are talking about financial wellness. Welcome. This is Ryan. This is Tasha. <laughs> and Tiffany. Why that low? Uh, I don't know. I was just feeling it. You felt mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. A little bit of baritone. I know. I was saying it was kind of low. Baritone. <laughs> 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 your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her Range. alter ego. Mm-hmm. Range. Oh, hashtag <laughs> range. range. Okay. All right, Mariah. Um, uh, you guys, <laughs> woo, <laughs> oh, honey. Okay. You guys can follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. We love seeing y'all following us and liking our post. And excuse me, I'm kind of under the weather today, so excuse me if I hack all over the mic. <laughs> You might have to lie solid down. We, we will <laughs> have the Clorox wipes in hand immediately oh upon her exit. Okay? It's so funny. My voice sounds crazy. But anyway, social media. Hit us up on Facebook. You can um, uh, search us at Conscious Sedation. Or you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Get Sedated 705. That's G-E-T. S-E-D-A-T-E-D 705 on Instagram. Our handle is conscious underscore sedation. Do y'all have a hashtag recap from last week? I have so many. Oh my gosh. I was I wrote them down and I one. I did, I'm sharing more than one. Um I See, did hold you, my I hope, note. Put, put, my hold it put a pin right there. Put a pin right y'all there. Go. Do y'all remember <laughs> a couple shifts back when <laughs> I had one two, one? When I had two hashtags <laughs> and, I was and like, y'all were yeah, all on my head about that. Yeah, so I, I just want y'all to remember. I remember. Okay. Ain't nobody forgot. Saying. You want to go first, Tiff? Are you fearful no, I'm just that saying, I have your tag? Just share one. Just share one. Share your best one. I ain't going to be able to do share it. Your um, best I have three. I'm going to go with hashtag propensity. Oh, yeah. Tiff was all, hey. she was all on her big words. She was on taking medical jargon. Tiff was taking in class. That was my last week before restarting classes. So you were all on propensity. We're like, what is propensity? Like, can you spell that and use it in a sentence, yes, please? Yes, Because I don't know. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was too funny because the whole time I was listening, I'm like, okay, Jayco, what? okay, what is that? Right. Okay, propensity. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Tell people what that is. Like, we know, but uh, share that for the propensity. late listeners in the, in the back. Right. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> yeah. My second one was hashtag HCAPS because that got Tiff again. Oh my gosh. Ooh. That was mine. Up in the rage. And there was even <laughs> some thunder though <laughs> at the beginning of it. And you was like, God, see, God don't like it. Cut and it what's up. so funny is I got a survey in the mail. Oh, did you? Last week I did. I got a survey in the mail from the hospital or the doctor's office from my doctor's visit. One of our other um, subscribers or followers on Instagram had commented on that, whatever one you guys posted uh-huh. about the HCAP scores. And she was like, that is so funny because I just, oh, no, I posted the meme. But did you die? When yes. The patient yes. satisfactory yes. survey. And she said, that is so funny because I just got one Girl. of those in the mail. Mm-hmm. They really see they trying to shut people down with these doggone age caps. I, I channel are. my inner Tiffany. I threw that shit in the trash. See, I, I ain't even out. Like, you know what? This is some BS. I told her. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And then my last one is hashtag F-L-E-X when we were talking about yes. flex spending. I'm like, oh that my God, is that your Amex? My black card. <laughs> no, this ain't my Amex. This is my F-L-E-X. That's right. 
felt like I was balling at the optometrist. Like, uh, you want these glasses? So but funny. cool. Swipe. Oh my goodness, it was so funny. When you said that, I was like, now see, that is the chemistry that people speak of. When we like, Amex? No, F L E X. Come get, get some. Get you some. Right. Come get some. Ryan, what were your hashtags? Zip um, or tag? Well, I just have. <laughs> now we're going to look back. We only got one. Yeah, I have hashtag when I do what I do, <laughs> how I do. <laughs> From when I was sharing my story mm-hmm. about the ain't nobody, kids you, that I was ain't nobody to. died. So you trying to tell me? He's, no, ain't you nobody ever. <laughs> so you trying to tell me ain't nobody ever died? Baby, listen. He watched too much. Hashtag TV. when I do what I do, mm-hmm. how I do. Listen, mm-hmm. you want me mm-hmm. banging out your chest compressions? Mm-hmm. What? No. You will survive. You will. Hashtag broken ribs, but you going to live that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Funny thing about that is when I was traveling this past week, they have the stations in the airport. And you know how when you do CPR, they teach you to sing, stand alive or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah. it has a speaker on it. It has like a dummy. <clears throat> that's just For like only. practice? Yes. What airport was this? Indianapolis and Atlanta. Really? I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. They might have been in Miami too. I don't know. I don't know, but I saw multiple in different spots. And I was just like, okay, I can appreciate that. But yeah, the little station has a speaker on it and it's doing the staying alive thing. And it talks about chest-only compressions if someone goes down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or chest-only CPR, mm-hmm. sorry. If someone goes down and has a little dummy there for you to practice. Like, you know wow. what's so funny is after you've been CPR certified for so long, you don't need that damn song because you hear the boom, 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 boom. Like mm-hmm. you hear, I know when I, like, <laughs> that's all I hear when I think the about CPR. Yeah, you know, the, the training. No, you know how they turn the music on? No, the AD. Oh, yeah. The sound that the AD makes once you're using the AD and it makes that bouncing sound mm-hmm. that you're supposed to follow mm-hmm. with your compression. I was like, the thing about them now is they have like this little monitor on them and it tells you because now the, um, the pads that you put on have a device that lets you know if the compressions are deep enough. Yes. Oh, so it'll be like, effective. push harder. Yes. Push harder. Wow. And so that cracks me up because whenever someone small gets on the chest, namely me, it's all- <laughs> You gotta put your whole like body into it, mm-hmm. so it, it lets you know. It makes me. I always wonder, like, because you know when you're in training and then you know you're standing up over a, ta- a d- mm-hmm. table on the you know dumbs on the table, and then when you're actually doing compressions, the patient is le- on a high up on a bed. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying I've never won. Like I've never had to do chest compressions on somebody like on the floor or like mm-hmm. on the street. So I wonder if you're actually down. If you, you can get a little more, more leverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Because sometimes leverage. I've had to get into the bed because yes. since I am short, I don't, like, unless the bed is, like, all the way to the ground, mm-hmm. I can't do it. But the mm-hmm. doctors usually want the bed up. Right. Yeah, because so they've got to do on the bed everything. Because they, mm-hmm. they're tall most yes. of the time. So you got to raise it up. Yep, I've had to get on the bed, too. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah I thought that was fun. And the... And the yeah, airport. I just I'm gonna have to okay. look for it too. Like, yeah, yeah, when I flew to Philly a couple months ago, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't looking for them, but now I'm. Yeah, I, I was like, I was not thinking. Or maybe you weren't on that same concourse. I don't know where they are placed. Uh, you know, because yeah. it's A and B in Indianapolis. So. Sad. <clears throat> so cool. What's your hashtag to? Um. Oh, I have the hashtag of the healing drums. Oh, see, that was going to be my first one because it was kind of fun with you. Like, okay, let me get my percussion. 
My percussion. Yeah, that was That's a mindful okay. moment. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. That was mine. Ambiance. Ambiance. We had the rain and the thunder. Yes. It was a and lot. the drums. Yeah, we got some sunshine today too. Yes. A nice clean window ledge. I'm mm-hmm. here for the oh. sunshine. The studio. Hey, is I was getting ready to say, what? No windows in the studio. And we, no, there's we windows have a high, in the studio. We have a high scale, upscale studio. Oh. So yeah. We, we built windows into ours. <laughs> Yeah, and they're they're acoustically sound, so you know, like y'all know from last year. Okay, okay. Well, let's get right on into our mindful moment this week. I'm gonna go first. Yes. Um, this week I am mindful of traveling, Grace. Of course, like getting on plane after plane after plane after plane because I had a few layovers and this and that. So grateful for that and rest of course and mindful of that but mostly just mindful of sunshine and all the regular stuff that we kind of take for granted it's really nice when you can get a change of scenery go away come back and you still got some sunshine and stuff like that and it's not like right back to the grind and hustle and bustle all over again so that's what I'm mindful of today super basic but that's not basic because you know so many people have never had that experience Mm. and some people have it so much that they don't appreciate it anymore so that's not small that's good what about you Tiffany Mm, I don't know I last weekend we were able to go home so that was nice so hashtag Kansas (laughs) (laughs) it was just so nice to be home like Mm -hmm. I was like so excited to like see all the buildings and then of course got to see my family and my best friend and so it was good it was good to be home Mm -hmm. it was a nice little moral not moral jesus um (laughs) morality booster Mm -hmm. before i started school which started on wednesday so pray for me again yeah (laughs) praying hands emoji right here prayers up prayers to tiffany Mm -hmm. yeah for the summer semester how long are your semesters um 14 to 16 weeks okay um, so they cram a lot into mm-hmm. a little bit of time. A little bit of time. Yeah. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. In advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Claiming success in Won't advance. He, do it? he mm-hmm. will. He better. Won't he will. <laughs> Won't he will. Can he can. See, that was me and your mother. We had a moment. Oh, my at gosh. Your, at your birthday. Yeah. Last year. Love that, too. <laughs> My hashtag, I mean, not my hashtag, we already did that. My mindful <laughs> moment this week um, is just kind of um, bifold. One, on one hand, it is um, just being mindful of your ability to support other people um, and just be there for other people. And then the other half of that is being mindful of your own capacity and knowing when you are maxed completely out mm-hmm. and um, having the ability to kind of tap out <laughs> and take a break and take a moment for yourself because an empty vessel cannot fill anybody else. And so I'm mindful of that this week because I extend myself, overextend myself quite a bit. My The majority of my life is an overextension. And so I'm just mindful of knowing your capacity because sometimes it's hard to even know what your capacity is and Mm -hmm. so i'm just mindful of that and taking some time for yourself sometimes i do not answer my phone i ignore all text i (laughs) ignore the entire complete world as long as my as long as my, my my children are in my presence and i know that they're okay sometimes i ignore everything just because i might need to tap out 
-hmm. and that's okay it is okay you're allowed even if your boo is like excuse me what are you doing (laughs) because she and i have had situations where i'm like what the hell you're not answering my messages she's like i'm flaky i'm flaky right now all right yeah yeah, that's okay. But yeah. yeah. Oh, one more thing. It's Nurses Week. This happy is the last day of Nurses, nurses Week. week. So happy Nurses Week to mm. both of you. Yes. Mm. Mm. Because okay. when we do, what we, what do, we do, the way we do, <laughs> yes, things are fine. Did you guys go get a free Cinnabon? I, oh, did no, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't either because I decided that I need to get back on track. And So yeah. let me tell you, let's talk about this. <laughs> Okay. Let's go and put it out there. Let's, let's talk about um, the way that... Now, listen, I don't want this to sound wrong because I am a complete advocate for teachers and I am a complete... Like, I always do things for my, my children's teachers for Teacher Appreciation Week. They, teachers Appreciation Week was is the week before um, oh, Nurses Week. And I week. feel like they always make it overlap like it's the it, same. I think it overlaps <clears throat> the weekend. Okay. But it's not the same. But teachers, I've got emails from like, you know... I'm a fat girl, and so I get coupon and discount emails from a few restaurants, okay? <laughs> you are not a fat girl. <laughs> hey, and so, I'll be getting a text, though. And so, <laughs> right. I'll be get that text. Uh, yes. I learned about that, <laughs> so, and I called her out like, Teachers <laughs> got free meals with an ID, and they got free this or half price this. I'm like, cool. Let me, Can't let me the see what week. nurses we about to pop off. <laughs> Yeah, Cinnabons. Cinnabons. Yeah, we. I, I had mean, to like go searching for the like things for nurses. For this, I this, get this. it. Like teachers, they you know they are pouring into mm-hmm. the people of our future, the children who will grow up and take care of us one day. I love teachers. Thank you, teachers. Thank you, I teachers. I am every you guys. If you if you follow me on social media, y'all know I'm always posting about teacher appreciation week and how parents need to do something. Nothing is too small to do to appreciate your teachers, right? They're mm-hmm. underpaid, overworked. They spend lots of money in their own classrooms. I love teachers. God bless you. But we out here saving lives, too. Mm-hmm. Nurses are out here. We need a free meal. Give me half-price appetizers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Celebrate. Celebrate. We need a free meal. <laughs> we can I get a free pizza? Mm-hmm. Can, I get, can I bring my badge? You know what I'm no, you can saying. get 400 grams of sugar in this Cinnabon that would take you a marathon and get rid of. That way, you what? know, while you're and at work and when you can't coma. pee, when you can't pee or eat, <laughs> the Cinnabon is going to carry you through that shift. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Except Cinnabon is here won't. for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the very thing we don't need to eat. <laughs> and I mean, thank you, Cinnabon, for appreciating nurses this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. But I need everybody you. else to get y'all life together. I'm going to look forward to listen to this podcast and next year. Next Nurses Week. Better be lit. I need it to be Restaurants. lit. My mm-hmm. belly. Get Yay. in my belly. <laughs> Bring in your <laughs> hashtag. Get in my belly. <laughs> get in my belly. <laughs> now that is funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a tangent. Okay, y'all. What's in our inbox report this week? All right. Well, we have like a virtual inbox report mm-hmm. this week. Hey, mm-hmm. we ain't mad at it. So, there is a question, um, and it wants to know um, why black people don't like to go to the doctor or are resistant to doing mm-hmm. so. What are your guys' thoughts on that? 
You want to go? Who wants to start? Yeah. Come on, tackle it. Yeah. I mean, we kind of we kind of talked about this in some other it's shifts. Spurs, I feel like we yeah. talked about it, yeah. Because this is a running theme in the black community, and it's something that we all are aware of, just our reluctance to go to the doctor. And um, the way I answered this for the person who submitted this at the time was there is theories about, now this is, this is going to get kind of, deep but there are theories about trauma and things like that being passed on genetically so <clears throat> within our dna there's actual research actual research. research so yeah it's not just theory it's, anymore right. yeah that our dna holds um the stories of our past and so when you look at the black community and the past experiences that we've had not even just in the united states but globally as it pertains to medicine research um, colonization and ways that we have been abused, disenfranchised, experimented on, um, all those things. You think about uh, shadow slavery and all these things that have gone on. Like I was telling her, speculums were developed on slaves, you know, and they used whatever materials that they could find to <clears throat> figure out how to do this medical advance, quote unquote, to look inside a woman's vagina. Mm -hmm. And they did not care about pain that was inflicted during a time or blood or infection or any of those things. Mm -hmm. And we were looked at um, as a commodity, so to speak, or even animals at many times. So I think that if you put it in terms of, of science and just basic stuff where trauma is passed down through generations, there's one thing, like you may not know why. A lot of people don't even know why they're reluctant to go to the doctor. And so to me, that is like an inherent, like a, a big thing that's in us, deep down in us, that makes us leery because of how our people have been done in the past. Mm -hmm. And so it's very valid when people are fearful to go to the doctor um, and then bringing it to the present, there's nuanced reasons <laughs> why black people don't want to go to the doctor and, and almost stemming from the same origin of, you know, just improper treatment, miseducation, all those things, um, distrust and stuff like that. What you think, Brian? I will piggyback off of that. I definitely think that is the root cause is um, hundreds and hundreds of years of mistreatment, um, unknown things that were done to us, testing that was done to us. I mean, everybody's familiar with the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm -hmm. um, we have had situations um, where radiation and things like that have been people, black people have been exposed to radiation right in our state mm -hmm. um, that have, you know, obviously presented long-term effects on black people. And I will also say that a lot of black people, I feel, are resistant to um, going to the doctor or apprehensive for two reasons. One, financial costs, which mm -hmm. we kind of talked about last shift mm -hmm. when we talked about insurance and things like that. If black people are uninsured or underinsured, sometimes they're apprehensive, like, dang, you know how I was joking and saying, you know, if I got this rash, like, it's cool. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that thing alone. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to bother it. And sometimes they know that it really actually could be something bigger. And they're afraid if they go to the doctor, then they're going to be hit with all these expenses, all these bills, and they know they can't pay them. And so they kind of weigh their, their mm -hmm. opportunity costs right there. And so another reason, reason I think is because, um, you know, health and wellness, they are learned behaviors. And so the same way 
that um, most likely if you see an overweight child, you can look at the parents and most likely the parents are overweight. The same holds true for um, children or adults who don't go to the doctor very much or don't take care of their you know, health. Most of the time, their parents didn't. And that can stem generations and generations back to what you talked about, Tasha, mm -hmm. and the root cause being a distrust. Mm -hmm. And even though you know, young people in our generation, people who are our age who may also be apprehensive, they may not know that that's the reason why, but they just might know why I didn't learn to go to the doctor because I didn't go to the doctor. You know, we live in a, especially low income populations. Um, a lot of times children may get their immunizations or whatever, but they may do that through the health department. Mm -hmm. They may just go Definitely. to get their immunizations. They may not be going to the doctor mm -hmm. for wellness visits and to, you know, check their heights and weights. And so they may be getting that health care needed just enough, kind of, um, but not really getting the health care, you know, the piece that we talk about in terms of primary care and making sure that you're holistically well. So, I mean, we could talk about that. For a long time. Yeah, a whole shift. But I think those are some key some key things, I think. Mm -hmm. um, definitely agree with everything that has been said. Definitely think it's like a multifaceted issue of why um, black people either choose not to go or just don't go. Um, but one of the things, I think one of you guys mentioned it, was like the miseducation factor. I think people don't really know enough about their bodies to know kind of warning signs. And a lot of people always want to kind of speak on or point their finger at why certain types of diseases are high within our community. But I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about um, why kind of if you have kidney disease, how that's linked to your blood pressure and why it's important to take those meds and why it's important to do these types of things. Um, I also think, too, I think fear places a big, mm -hmm. a big, big, big factor. Nobody wants to go and hear bad news. Everyone thinks that they, if something is wrong, it's cancer or it's always the worst um, scenario. So a lot of people just don't want to find, find those types of things out. Um, but since we did kind of point out kind of all the things, what we think is keeping black people out, um, one more thing that I think um, is there's like an underrepresentation of someone that looks like you. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and that plays a huge factor. If mm -hmm. you want to go to the doctor or you want to see a nurse practitioner, if you just want your nurse to come in and look like you, someone that you feel like can relate to you, mm -hmm. that makes the experience all the more... Um, easy and it makes it more comfortable and oh, yeah. you'll enjoy going you like your doctor it helps to build the trust so i think there's a lot of things as the healthcare community that we could work on to kind of make these types of relationships better but um i think those are kind of some big big things that influence they definitely are big um mm -hmm. something that um i thought of too what you just said under representation we did have a comment about that as far mm -hmm. as black men and going to the doctor and mm -hmm. you know one of our very loyal listeners was like i don't want to go get a prostate exam from a white woman you know like that is the quintessential opposite of that patient population um, and in that, <clears throat> I always say advocate for yourself. And we had talked about this in another shift as far as selecting your insurance and things like yeah. that, how you can pick and choose who you want to see. And it may not be convenient, but there is a benefit that comes to going to somebody who does, who looks like you and Absolutely. who shares your experience and who can relate. And you don't have to worry about using the right word or 
yeah. whatever feeling embarrassed because black people do have generally an inferiority complex in the, the face of white or dominant society. It's just one of our components of the history here in this country. And that is something that we can't ignore and we do acknowledge that is real. But another thing, too, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen parents use the hospital or the doctor as a fear tactic for their kids. Oh, sure. And it just, oh, yeah. it grows. Like, oof, you don't stop. I'm she going to give you doctor. a shot. Yeah, she going to get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff like that. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think those sorts of comments and things like that, when you're talking to a small child, helps to kind of perpetuate that fear it of does. going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's never a positive thing. It's used mm-hmm. as a punishment. And it shouldn't be, because I know I used to act crazy <laughs> when it was time for me to get, I would act crazy and I had severe anxiety when it was time for me to go to any sort of health related anything I think the first time I went to the dentist I literally had a nosebleed and had to go like I was just that anxious about even being there the thought of them Mm -hmm. sticking a needle in my mouth there was just no way I was having no part of it I freaked out every Mm -hmm. single time I went to the doctor and where did that come from could have been from, you know, that DNA portion that we talked about, or it could have been from just my own general fear of pain and feeling like somebody was going to do something bad to me and my parent was going to sit there and let them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I'll piggyback off of what you said again, Tasha, when you talked about, and I guess you too, Tiffany, when you're talking about underrepresentation, I want to let everybody know that black people, it is okay to say you want a black health care mm-hmm. provider. I feel like sometimes we shy away from that. Like, we may really want that, but we don't want to admit that to ourselves, and we certainly don't want to admit that to somebody who may not be black. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's nothing wrong with you choosing to have black doctors and black dentists and black pediatricians for your children. It's the same way that you might want somebody who black to do your hair. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not wrong. And there's no other culture who shies away from that. There's no right. other, I mean, Hispanic, if, if they can choose to go to a, mm-hmm. a Latino doctor who speaks Spanish, that's where they're mm-hmm. going to be more comfortable. They, are, they have no problem saying that. You know, Asian, um, you know, P- Americans, they have no problem saying that they want to go to mm-hmm. an Asian doctor. That So I want to everybody to give everybody permission. Mm-hmm. And now, if that's not your thing, that's cool. Like, if you're not a person who prefers that, that's fine. But if you are, be okay with that because it is okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay to choose to want to go to a black doctor um, or black dentist or whatever. And as a black healthcare provider, it's okay to have all your patient caseload Rep- be reflective of you mm-hmm. and and that's okay it's not racist it's not discriminatory like if people choose to go to you as a black health care provider it's okay mm-hmm. because ain't nobody looking their nose down at any other you know minority group and saying i can't believe they want to go to somebody who reflects their culture mm-hmm. it's okay i think too um I think the more people are empowered and requesting that, you kind of dismantle the systemic oppression and the systemic thought that these big medical groups, or if you're talking to lawyer, law groups, all of these big, quote-unquote, powerful groups of people who have hiring ability, if they see that their consumer base, customer base, patient load, whatever, are looking for that specific need to be filled, then they will be more apt to hire that black doctor or a group of black doctors yes. will be more apt to come together and form their own practice to and serve our community. But if our voices are not heard in that regard, 
are that will continue to get overlooked on both sides. I agree. Yeah. Good. Whew. That was almost that a was little heavy. heavy, but that was good, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and you know what? We tripping. It's shift 10. Oh, yes. It is shift 10. Oh, 10. I want to get Yes. Yes. This is shift 10. Wow. So, we want to celebrate. Yes. Just a little bit. And we're going to talk about what? 10 things you can do while mm. you listen to the podcast. Because <laughs> some people, I think, are confused. Like, Okay, so y'all just talking. What am I supposed to do? Am I just supposed to plug this in and go? Yeah. And some people are kind of confused mm-hmm. as to what to do mm-hmm. with a podcast. What is the purpose of a podcast? And we talked about it before. Like, podcasts is kind of just information, conversational. Could be, like, a storytelling podcast. There's something out there for everybody. So, I don't know about y'all, but the time that I listen to podcasts is when I'm cleaning mm-hmm. or driving. And um, this past week when I was traveling, I downloaded a couple and was listening while I was traveling. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have idle time or whatever while you're working out. So that was four. I'm off the mic. (laughs) Clearly, I'm the podcast consumer of the three of us. So so I listen. My favorite time to listen is when I'm cooking. Oh, okay. So I usually, because the girls are usually doing their own thing, they kind of know like they're not allowed to come in the kitchen while I'm cooking unless they're helping. So <laughs> I like to listen when I'm cooking. And like you, I listen when I'm working out. So that's five. We kind of piggybacked right there. And then um, sometimes I listen in the morning, like when I first wake up or at, in the bed. Like I'm in the bed. So either in the morning when I first wake up, like on a weekend, if I'm not, you know, slow to, <laughs> slow to get out of the bed. <laughs> Or before I go to bed. Yeah, okay. Um, it's kind of, I mean, we're funny, even though, <laughs> we, even though we're funny. Everybody may not share that opinion, but, but we I'll are. be cracking up. But, um, but it's something to kind of wind down, too. Like, it's, you know, talking is, you know, kind of can wind you down to go to sleep. So, that's six. Yeah. Um, so, I like to listen if I'm traveling. So, usually on the way to work or like this past weekend going to Kansas, we listen to tons of different podcasts. Yeah. Um, also, working out, I typically don't because that's when I have to listen to hype music because oh, I also like trap music. I can't. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. as ratchet as it can get. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples for you guys. Um, I think another good time to listen to a podcast would be um, if you're waiting for something. So, yes. like, you're waiting for your car to get oil changed mm-hmm. or you're waiting at your doctor's office because, you know, they just be having you sitting out there. Just just looking at each other. <laughs> making small talk with the people in the waiting room. Uh-huh. Um, so, that's seven. Um, some people just don't watch TV a lot. So, some that's people, true. you know, or... Some people could do that in place of watching TV. You know, mm-hmm. now you can DVR. You can DVR. Your, even if you watch TV, mm-hmm. you can DVR your favorite show. Um, I'm not a big TV person, so that's not a thing for me. But um, you can you can do that. Excuse me. I have a cough. <coughs> Excuse me. So. Um, working in the yard. I was going to say. When you're working. Work time. Yes. So I have listened on during a bike ride. <clears throat> so like. I have a bike. I love it. And I have listened. <laughs> I've listened like while I was riding my bike. So kind of working out, but like not in the gym working mm-hmm. out per se. So mm-hmm. some people That's true. Mm-hmm, yeah, could listen like during a run. Tiffany, mm-hmm. my dogs, Tiffany went for a run mm-hmm. this morning. Good job, she too. redeemed herself Ooh. from <laughs> hair flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. yeah. So there's 10 ways to listen to us. Yes. 
Yes. And if you haven't been a podcaster or listening to podcasts, hopefully this opens up. Oh, I mean, I know even for me, it's opened up. Like now I'm excited to even listen to, you know, other podcasts mm-hmm. because it's a really fun way to get information. And so, yeah. Definitely. So listen Yay. to us, like us, share us, rate us. Follow us. Follow subscribe. us. Yeah. Send us questions. Yes. Comments. I love y'all's questions. All of that. Yeah. So, okay, we talked about this week's topic is going to be financial wellness and um, how that is part of our holistic health. And so we're going to talk a little bit about financial wellness and then we're going to wrap it up and let you all know how it ties into your overall wellness. So does anybody want to share personal Tiffany Mm. over here popping and locking? body pumping. It's like, mm, mm, mm. It was that run. I know. Mm-hmm. Endorphins are real, y'all. Anyway, so what would you like me to share first? <laughs> do you have a personal story that I you like I do have a personal People story. People love personal stories. Okay, first I'm going to put out this disclaimer. Uh-oh. Um, I think a lot of people assume that because nurses make a good deal of money mm-hmm. and have a good, like, you can hop on there, do an extra shift, pay for a trip, whatever, whatever. I think a lot of people assume that nurses are good with their finances. I am a testimony that that is false. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the way that we get our money, and I'm saying this like we're strippers or something, but we're not. It's just <laughs> money. the way we get that, that money. Get money. Claim me money. Give me money. Right. Show me the shit. The way in which we have flexibility to earn ah, more cash. I don't know if that was That wasn't any better. Okay, our income is not set. So we have the ability to make more money if need. Quickly. Kind of like a stripper. (laughs) Kind of like a stripper. They're our sister. Our sister animal. (laughs) We we may or may not have our sister profession. Yeah, I do work nights. No judgment. (laughs) (laughs) That totally went left. It really did. Um, But okay, because of that. Um, I think with, for me, and a lot of nurses start out like super young. So you're like 21, 20, making a ton of cash, extra. And so I think a lot of times the basic parts of finance get kind of like, put it to the back. So like for me, I am 29 and I did not have like a real savings account until last year. So I was 28 years old. Okay. What do you mean by real? Like with a substantial chunk of change in it or like a savings account period like one that i actually saved and left alone okay Okay. um like i would have quote savings accounts but i would take the money out Mm -hmm. and so there was never anything in there Mm -hmm. um now i had always been able to remember like start the savings and all of like 401k things like that that i was good at my own personal savings i was terrible at and it was another thing where I would just, because I was young, like I knew all of my bills. And so I would just spend all of my money all the time um, for no reason. And you'd get to the end of the year. You look, you're like, whoa, I made how much? Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, where, where is, is it? Looking for it. Let me get my good, my good glasses. Right. My, my. And so you can't find any of the money at the end of the year. Yeah. And so I think to me, like last year, that was a big wake up call when I did my taxes and I had made a quite a bit of money, but there was nothing extra left. And mm-hmm. I, you spend money on stupid sh- stuff. Like, you just <laughs> you just look around and you're like, 
mm, I bought this comforter. I bought these clothes. Most people, I feel like eating. Like you eat a ton of it. Yes, this, you, this is true. Yes, if you, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. If you take, um, if you like journal. Yeah. And do like a spending diary, mm-hmm. even for just a week. It's and crazy. just write down everything you spend. You would be amazed at how much we spend on food. You're right, mm-hmm. to, um, Tasha. Yeah. We spend an outright, and we don't think anything of it, right? You pull through the drive through, no, $5 only, here, yep, $10 there. A couple dollars at a time. That crap adds up, mm-hmm. and you're embarrassed. Like, I have done that before and been like, oh, my, like hang my head in shame. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. that is insane to spend so much money on food, not mm-hmm. grocery store food. Right? No, no, it's, it's just even junk. Even, I was about to say that's something else. If you in, if you lump in grocery store or yes. if you buy food at the cafeteria, mm-hmm. you know a coffee mm-hmm. here, yeah. Starbucks there, yeah. whatever. Especially Starbucks, you're yeah. talking about six dollars a pop or and more. A snack and a see? Mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> no, because I mean that's exactly what happens. So I did my taxes. I looked at that. I was like, mm, this is not very good. And then I did do like a, I kept track a of diary. my finances mm-hmm. for like a month, and the amount of money I spent on food was absolutely ridiculous like and um also just random stuff like because you gonna treat yourself and you gonna shop <laughs> and buy a whole bunch of crap you don't need mm-hmm. and so it was it's weird when you go back and look and you're like mm, I went to TJ Maxx I went to Target mm-hmm. and you just like oh I only spent 50 and 50 here and 75 mm-hmm. and it adds up and you don't mm-hmm. even know why you did it um, especially like you guys were saying with fast food because it's only a few dollars at a time mm-hmm. but you do that a couple times a day every day of the week and y'all know I had the addiction to the 4 for 4 and it was <laughs> it adds up it adds mm-hmm. up that's how they get so, you that's exactly how they that's get how you that's how they get you I was like they're creative with their marketing and everything it's like a certain time of day you watching TV like you're not even hungry but you see like mm-hmm. a whopper come across the screen and you want one mm-hmm. and, and then you get the whopper in yeah. reality versus expectations and, you just, and it's all this dry is not what I just saw on the commercial no. at all <laughs> So, I mean, after all of that, then I had like a, there were some other like websites and stuff that I, I read some books and things like that, but I'm not going to shout y'all out because y'all didn't tell me to. So hey, y'all didn't pay us. Pay too. us. But there's several good resources like, yeah, online that you can do a program and kind of revamp your finances. Mm-hmm. So I did that and I'm in a much better place. But I think the biggest thing is just realizing it's a problem because most of the people that I worked with or friends with like their finances are equally as bad so you Mm -hmm. don't think it's like a problem but until you realize it's a problem then you're able to fix it so that is my horrendous journey of finances Hmm. Mm. (laughs) mine is similar i mean so i am blessed in the way that my mom talked to me very early about finances she would sit down with my sister and I um, with her checkbook wow. she wasn't shy like some parents are like you don't need to know what I make or whatever but my mom wanted us to understand for two reasons one is that we would learn how to um, manage our own finances and then also so that we could understand when she said I can't afford it she legit like you I want you to see what I have coming in and I want you to see what's going out so that you can see you know what we have left over and so sometimes when I say you can't do something it's not because I'm just saying you can't do something sometimes like you cannot do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I can't send you or I can't give you the money for it and so and that was good um, for us to learn that because it teaches you a value of a dollar very early um and so my my personal story isn't that i'm so much of a frivolous spender 
um, I'm a single mom. And so um, I, like you, Tiffany, make a decent amount of money, but my expenses, um, sometimes I'm living paycheck to paycheck because I'm taking care of four people on my, on my one income. And so I have had to learn to, um, you know, make a list of what is like legit needs versus wants. And so um, a little, well, continuing with my personal, on my personal journey, I'm in trying to get into in the market of buy, purchasing a home. And so that's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so my finances... Uh, it's a big deal. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of need my finances to be good. So somebody will let me buy a house. And so... <laughs> they kinda, somebody will let you borrow the money. Yeah, borrow the money. So um, unless y'all want to buy me a house, I'm here for that too. It is Nurses Week. It hey. is Nurses Week. I will accept. And if you want to go above the chocolate thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on with a home. We'll Come on it. with a home. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I... You know, I'm really in a in a in a state where I'm grinding hard right now. To, um, I mean, like I stopped getting my nails done. You know, that was my that was my self care thing, or uh, technically not self care is grooming, but it was my thing, my time that I something I did for myself, and I did it. I mean, years. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my thing. Um, but I like cut and that's not even that expensive but I cut it out like just mm-hmm. shaving off even if it's $10 here $10 there like that adds up and mm-hmm. I have seen a big difference um, in my savings mm-hmm. and um, even just my ability to pay some other things off because your debt to income ratio is a, is a big thing and we can talk about that later and so um, I've been I've been working really hard and um, it's paying off and so I'm excited even as a single mother and so that's not an excuse to because for a long time I kind of used it as a crutch not necessarily an excuse but I kind of leaned on that as a reason as to why I might not be doing what I was supposed to be doing um I definitely did fall into the the treating yourself sometimes um and it was weird because I would do I mean dumb stuff so like I might not eat out (laughs) for a week and then I want to treat myself for that (laughs) And I'm gonna go, like you said, I'm gonna spend some money for not spending money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna buy me some shoes, but I ain't, I ain't gonna want to eat. So I'm gonna buy me these. You know, this is $20. Mm-hmm. TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was dumb because <laughs> now you're back to square zero. <laughs> yeah, so we're learning. It's a learning curve, and everybody's somewhere different. And mm-hmm. so you grow, you learn, you grow. Stretch, we talked about that last week, stretching and growing. And mm-hmm. so definitely no longer use the single mom thing as a reason to, um, to stay poor because I don't have to. Good. Because making money means nothing. You can be poor, you can make money mm-hmm. right. and still be yeah. poor. You, you know, right. and also it's a mentality too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think black people as a whole, we have an issue with spending. Say it. It's we, about appearance. We want to mm-hmm. spend because we have to prove that we have something. Mm-hmm. And so that's a mentality. Millionaire, mm-hmm. I know there's several billionaires. I can name some examples right now who live real meagerly. They mm-hmm. walking around in buddies. And Lee Lee jeans from Kmart. That's okay. what we used to call them. Yeah, like kids now say, "What are those?" Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm saying, <laughs> buddies. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I dated myself with that too. That's <laughs> I okay. forgot about that. <laughs> but we have to get out of that mentality mm-hmm. because yep. it's poor. It's a it's a poor man's mentality. Yeah. And um, so yeah, learn and grow. I'm happy. I'm happy right now. I'm really mm-hmm. proud of you. Yeah, I think I know good. we talked about mm-hmm. this whole year journey to buy yeah. a house yep. and. Oh my goodness, how it's so much more than what you can imagine. And you don't know until you're right in the middle of it. You, mm-hmm. There's so much you learn on the way. Mm-hmm. 
And again, just because of how our society is, you know, I know that I was the first one out of my mom, my sister to purchase a home and I just didn't have the knowledge and, you know, I couldn't know and learn everything that I needed to know and learn before buying a house. So I guess that'll take me into my own like personal financial journey. Um, I didn't grow up learning about good financial habits. I remember in maybe like middle school or elementary, we did go through the whole opening up a bank account with $5 and learning how to write a check. And that was pretty much where it stopped. I was never taught about credit and the proper use of credit. And so once I got to college, I definitely fell into that trap. And probably even beforehand, I remember having a Sears card, me and like one of my best friends, like, come on, now shopping at Sears would be a joke. You like, really? You was balling out at Sears? But like lying on the application about what our income was stop stop it. It. <laughs> so that we could get approved for this card because you know you gotta establish some credit and if I just get one credit card uh-huh. and I pay it off every month I'm gonna have good credit and all this stuff well that totally was not <laughs> a scenario for the kid so once I got to college um there's a lot of predatory practices as it pertains to college students and credit oh, my. Yeah. oh it's and mm-hmm. I really wish that they Hustle would City. yeah I really wish they would do something about that because I had no idea what I was getting myself into and I remember filling out um, credit card applications on a clipboard and it would probably be six to ten credit credit card applications that I felt filled out in one wop for a free t-shirt mm-hmm. or and free pizza that's how I got got I was hungry. <laughs> hungry. Right. You know, that trying makes total to eat. sense to uh-huh. yeah. me. Trying, yeah. Well, you trying hear what I say all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Man, but you know, like... And, and they I, know college students are, are broke. Yeah. And so right. Pizza, yeah. And so they set stuff up. But I have <laughs> made this joke, like, many a times, it was the most expensive free t-shirt I ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in credit card debt, um, had many credit cards going to collections. When I first bought, when I purchased my first car, I mean, not cash, my first car bought cash, but the second one that I actually had to get financed, this was at a time where everybody was offering 0% APR. Mine was 18.5%. Ouch. Right, because of my credit mm-hmm. and my credit score and the damage that I had done. And so it took a lot for me to kind of snap out of that mentality of just spending and using credit mm-hmm. and not caring about right. it going into collections and this and that. At the time, I felt like I'm doing what I have to do because I shared with Tiff that I use credit cards to finance my education a mm-hmm. lot and, and get books mm-hmm. and things like that. So that part of it is what it is, but I had a gas card with no car. So, you know what I'm saying? Right. So things like that, I, I have to own that irresponsibility. But you don't know what you don't know either. Right. You don't know what you don't right. know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully, I was open to learning. And once I graduated and saw like, okay, my one of my really good nursing friends had just bought a car, had 0% interest, and I had 18.5%. I was like, okay, something's right here. I need to get this in order. And I did go from making, you know, $12,000 a year to making fifty right away. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. I'm going to give myself a couple years to just be dumb and spend whatever amount of money I want to spend. And that's what I did. I gave myself like two years. 
I traveled, I bought all the clothes I wanted and all of this stuff. And then after that two years, I really buckled down and decided to try and start to invest. And so I opened up a deferred compensation account, which is like retirement or IRA or, you know, 401k, whatever. It just has a different name. Mm -hmm. And I started with a really small amount um, and I doubled that amount every time I got a raise. And so now... I'm seeing like the fruit of my labor in that regard, but I've gone through lots of financial ups and downs along the way and bumped my head a lot, just kind of learning and trying to suck in what I could learn from other people. So I feel like now my financial picture picture is much better, but I still am on a mission to be completely debt free because I've learned now there is no such thing as good debt and people sell you that Mm -hmm. good debt, good debt. Well, if I could buy a cash, then I don't need credit. So Right. You know, whatever. If you'll credit. So, yeah. But in the meantime, until you get to a place that you can purchase things, because I would mm-hmm. love to be able to buy a home cash. Right. I mean, that would be great. And I have to worry about mm-hmm. uh, interest rate or right. owing anybody anything. Right. Um, but until you can get to that place, which is a journey, mm-hmm. um, you need to rely on good credit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and be smart about the credit that you do have. Yeah. So let's speak to that. Let's talk about credit and what that means, because a lot of people don't even understand what credit means and how important that is. Um, I will start just because I'm kind of in the thick of <laughs> credit right now with purchasing a home and needing to get a home loan. There are three main credit bureaus that creditors, I mean, will that loan companies, if you're looking to get a loan, will look to to understand the credit situation that you know each of us are in. So, but what they do is, so your credit can be anywhere from a low, like 300, all the way to a high of 800, right? 800, 850, 850 mm-hmm. being the perfect A1, mm-hmm. A1 <laughs> platinum credit. And so anywhere in between, um, the majority of us live in in the middle of there somewhere on the spectrum. So what typically the three um, credit bureaus, each will um, maintain their own score and a lender will kind of take the middle score and and base your um, loaning potential, borrowing potential off of that middle score. So um, um, managing your credit or... um, Tracking your credit is very, very important, and there are several different resources. You all can share some of the uh, ideas or information that you have about how people can check their credit. I know um, just maybe, what, maybe 10 years ago, um, they came out with a free credit report. Mm -hmm. People can get every year to Mm kind of take a look at what's on your credit report because most people, I think, Probably more people than we think have no have never seen their own credit report, mm-hmm. um, especially when you think about low income populations or vulnerable populations, people who may not even be in the market for getting a loan or even want to get a loan. They probably have never seen their own credit report, which is very scary to me because with um, identity, you know, fraud mm-hmm. and theft mm-hmm. being on the rise, it just makes me so scared to think that somebody may not even know. Um, what their own credit report looks like. That's 
who you are in the in the credit world and so that's scary so it's very important even if you just get the one a year and take a look at your report and that may not give you a score but at least you can know um, if somebody has stolen your identity and gotten things in your name purchased items or gotten loans in your name um, if maybe you have a debt that you forgot about and now it's it's you know gone to collections and so that's something that you oh even if it's a small like I looked at my credit report yesterday and I had something on there super small, like 200 bucks. Like, what? <laughs> put me in collections for $200. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even even debt's smaller than that. And mm-hmm. it will drag your score down. Just something that's so small that you can really take care of right then. And, but, mm-mm. And they don't always notify you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person, I know me, again, I work with low-income populations, and they tend to move around a lot. We kind of, they move and shake, you know, in the community. And so if you're constantly moving and bouncing around, they may send a notice to your home. But if you have moved, mm-hmm. um, they it may be yeah, hard to find you. And so take a look at your report. That's, um, you know, the information that I have is that I know they came up with that free credit report that you can get one a year. Um, what do you have, Tasha? in terms of resources for credit and scores and things like that? Um, now there's, you talked about the free credit, free co- credit. you know, credit score at <laughs> institution. There's one Dated resource ourselves. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We anyway, um, that's one resource. <laughs> and then now there's apps. You know, we yes. all have smartphones. Mm-hmm. There's apps. And then if you already have a credit card, a lot of these institutions and companies will give you your credit score. Mm-hmm. Like, so every three months, I think when I had Discover, mm-hmm. it might have been every three months, some other companies will update your credit score more frequently for you. And mm-hmm. you can take a look and they'll tell you what's on there. Um, Mine does it weekly. Wow. Yeah, okay. it'll give me an update, which is super cool, right? Again, because mm-hmm. I'm in the thick of it, so I'm like mm-hmm. constantly like doing little stuff trying to fix my mm-hmm. credit and make it look pretty. Yeah. And so I, I like I like look forward to the day that it updates because nice. I'm like wake yes. up in the morning mm-hmm. and like see like oh yes mm-hmm. six points mm-hmm. up yes right. <laughs> and then I mean the good thing about these things too is that it can you can plot in different things to do with your mm-hmm. credit or your yes. personal finances mm-hmm. and it'll tell you whether this will give you a jump or whether this will pull your credit down Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. whatever so things have become very very easy also I think a good thing to remember is that you can dispute things on your credit report Mm -hmm. and so if you have paid them and it's outside of the seven years or whatever that it can stay on your credit report however long it is seven years so say explain it though okay so um, say you had an account that went into collections and it was outside of seven years or you paid that debt what you can do is whatever um, institution or whatever you're looking through, whatever person has delivered this credit report to you, mm-hmm. you can fill out a form that says, hey, I settled this debt, I paid this debt, or this debt isn't mine. Mm-hmm. And those institutions will then look into that debt, contact that company, and kind of do the legwork for you. And if it's valid or if it's invalid, they will make the adjustments on your credit report accordingly. Yes. So they will either remove it mm-hmm. or contact you and say, hey, you know, this company said XYZ, and you can kind of have a conversation about whatever that debt is and hash that out. Yeah, so that puts the the um, burden of proof then on the debtor, the person that right. says that you owe them money. Right. Yeah, so if you say, uh-uh, that's not mine, 
Um, mm-hmm. Then that, then the, the credit bureau will say, okay, they contact the person who is, you know, has you in collections. Mm-hmm. And then the burden of proof to prove to the credit company that you actually owe this debt. That's on them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And you're right. You also mentioned that um, a debt can only stay on your credit report for seven years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't. And so that's another reason why you need to kind of always have your eye on your credit report because it has it should fall off and it doesn't always fall off. Mm-hmm. And so you can request that they remove those negative items on your credit report and then I was thinking when you were talking about low-income families this is back in the day and we used to joke about this like my mama turned the light on in my name or uh-huh. you know if your parents opened up an account in your name and you were a child if those things still remain you can dispute those and get those taken off of your credit report I feel like a lot of low-income populations credit is the last thing on their list because they're just trying to survive um, but it is important because you won't always be there and so so this, that's one point where you can kind of change your own mindset and it's like, okay, this situation is temporary. I need to start laying the groundwork for, you know, my future and set myself up. So you're not paying 18 and a half percent on a car loan. You yes. know what I'm saying? So you're not paying 30 some thousand dollars for a $12,000 car like I did. Because promise you, I was looking at the statements. I had the title to the car once I paid it off and could have slapped myself because I was paying such you a high insurance. You paid triple or quadruple oh, I did. for what oh, the value had, of the car. Oh, I had a Mercedes. It just looked like a grand dam. <laughs> it just yes, looked like a did. grand dam. I definitely had a Mercedes. That's silver. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, Ooh, what you got? That's hard. Um, you guys pretty much covered all the stuff that I would say about, like, credit and how to look it up and things like that. Um, there are, I think there's a lot of um, things online that you can look at if you're working to fix it. I know there's like mm-hmm. groups and things that you can sign up for that'll like help you figure out like where to start mm-hmm. and things that like that. That are free. Yeah, mm-hmm. most, some of them are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can join a mail list and they'll mm-hmm. send you tips every day on how to get like in a what better to start at first and yeah. how to grow and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the nice thing about living today. Like there's no mm-hmm. reason for you to not know where to start or how to fix it and Mm -hmm. um, hashtag no excuse no excuses you you can start anywhere and try to work on it at any age Mm -hmm. um you just have to you have to start is Mm -hmm. the big thing Mm -hmm. um i think the biggest thing that i got pissed about uh, about my credit was I was getting excited because I was paying stuff off mm-hmm. and I'd get excited and I'd close the account uh, oh. dumb mm. so that's what I will say just don't close the account because if it's been on there for a while and that's like your longest line of credit yes. you pay it off and um, delete it then your credit score drops and you're confused and you're mad and it's so talk about the importance <laughs> of having open lines of credit. What does that even mean? Because you're right, some people mm-hmm. don't understand that and people do think. And so it's kind of a, a slightly a dichotomy because we mm-hmm. we don't want to have debt because there's no good debt. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you need credit in order to get a loan, mm-hmm. then you need to have some open lines of credit. Mm-hmm. And so talk about what that means and... Uh, kind of the way like how you were talking about the debt to like income ratio and things like that one of my big things was like kind of like Tasha you get like a credit card for something stupid in college it only has like 0.2 amount of money that you can put on it so you're constantly like at the top of your balance Mm -hmm. which is another big thing because they watch that you Mm -hmm. can't get more credit if you're always maxed out Mm -hmm. so you've got to be able to kind of pay things down and things like that now I got a little carried away 
anyway because I was like, oh, I'm going to pay this off and pay this off. And you, it's good to pay them off, but you can still keep that line of credit open. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say it's good to have like at least one credit card where you can put, like, say your savings doesn't quite make and you have some emergency finance. Mm-hmm. You can at least put it on there and still pay it down. Um, and so the smartest thing to do, if you could, would be, like, whatever line that you're going to keep open, make sure it's, like, one of your longer lines so that your average doesn't decrease as you pay off smaller debts. Um, now, student loans is a whole nother big fiasco mm-hmm. in and of itself, but that's where most of our society, where our debt comes from, a good mm-hmm. portion of it. Um, so the funny thing about that is I've been researching a lot of stuff online about it, and it's a catch-22 because you'll see, like, these people that are, like, going in for, like, two years. They pay everything off. They're like, oh, I can breathe. But then there's these studies by loan companies that say this is a bad thing to do you should keep that debt as long as possible like these types of things so in my mind it's like of course they want you to keep the debt Mm -hmm. but I do think it's wise to not kill yourself trying to pay it off quickly Um, but I think it's a good idea to try to uh, pay it down if you can Mm -hmm. quickly but I feel like some of the newer loans student loans though um, are kind of getting exploitative in that these loan companies know that most people will end up taking a student loan during the course of their education at some point and the interest rates are not as low as they were when no, I was in school. Not. No, and so not. for me, I, I'm chilling on paying my student loans and was trying to um, do like some incentive program where they will pay it off for me as a nurse. Turns out, of course, there's loopholes and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, restrictions and things like that that happen. But um, for me, I might be making money off my loans because the interest rate is so low. And it's lower than the point of inflation at this point. And so for me to just be sitting on my loan, Sally Mae, Navia, whoever, they all mad at me. (laughs) Yeah. Student loan companies, you're right, they are getting over on on students. And it's crazy because they're playing on the fact that the cost of education is also on the rise. And Mm -hmm. so, again, Mm -hmm. needing a loan... Um, and the amount of the loan that you need, those are two different conversations. And mm-hmm. so when we were in school, I mean, state school was like $12,000 mm-hmm. to go to state school. Now it's like 20000 to go to state school. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about public colleges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the amount that's of loans. That's another hustle. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a capitalist hustle. society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So oh, also, I just learned that... I think I may have mentioned this in a shift before, but student loans used to be excluded from your financial picture when you're trying to get Mm -hmm. a mortgage. Now they include that debt. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you have Mm $50,000 from an undergraduate degree, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a totally different debt to income ratio Mm -hmm. that you're looking at Mm -hmm. if you didn't have that debt, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah. Times are changing. Yeah, they are. I think, too, like, Tiff, you were talking about not closing accounts and trying to make sure that they stay open. Um, I didn't understand what the big deal was with closing accounts, and now I learned, of course, your oldest account kind of establishes who you are and paints the picture of the type of, you know, borrower you are, so whether or not the risk is high or low. Um, For me, my credit picture has turned all the way around. Thank God has done a 180 and um, 
A, I don't really care what happens to my credit score at this point because I'm not in the market to buy anything. So if my credit score drops down a few points or fluctuates because I close an account, I really don't. That doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me. But I have managed to have, I maybe have two credit cards. I have one that I use like religiously if I use a credit card for things that I'm going to buy anyway like gas mm-hmm. um, groceries and things like that because in this part of my life credit can be a benefit to me in some of the incentives that they offer so um, I use my credit card to like I said pay for regular stuff like gas and all of that but I pay it off every month in full no matter what that amount is um, I pay it off in full and then like say this trip that I just came off of I had over 10,000 miles or points stored up or whatever from using my credit card and I was able to get like almost $200 off my flight so that I could do what I wanted to do or you know when I have those points build up I'll get like a Walmart gift card or Target gift card some places that I will go anyway mm-hmm. and then just use that and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm making money at this point because I'm not paying any interest on the things that I've you know use my credit card to purchase and so in essence I'm winning I don't advocate the use of a credit card though I think you can use it to establish your credit but when you start to play a credit game it's not set up for us to win it's kind of like at a casino Mm -hmm. the odds are always going to be in favor of the house and so if you want to do that do it uh, judiciously so I just want to excuse me I just want to make sure everybody understands that when you talk about using credit the way that you did you mentioned not having to pay interest and so the way that you avoid paying interest is because you're paying the debt off in full before the interest kicks in hits your account so if you pay the full amount of whatever your balance is then you're not responsible for any interest because in essence they haven't loaned you any money exactly. they paid it all off but once that billing cycle is over and they say your minimum payment is $25 and if you pay that $25 every time yes your account is going to be in good standing but you're never really going to get reap the benefits of having that credit card and it's that's where the credit card companies make money off of you and yes. exploit you as a consumer so it's in your best interest, you know, to pay it off every month mm-hmm. so that, you know, you're in essence just kind of borrowing money, I guess, or, you know, gangstering the, the benefits mm-hmm. like I did. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then I also want to speak to what you said about um, the reward system or whatever that you use. You might earn points. So for every dollar you spend, you may get a certain point or whatever that you can use they can accrue those points can add up and then you can use them towards something else so that's even being smart about the type of credit card you choose Mm -hmm. if you if you're going to get a credit card and so getting one that's going to also benefit you Mm -hmm. in the end but you definitely have to be at a place like I said where you don't really need your credit because I took a flight to Maui some years ago and me and two of my other friends went together and I booked the flights so when I booked the flights I applied for like a Delta Amex or something like that and got 10,000 miles while I was going to Maui that year, Dubai and um, St. Lucia. So I ended up paying for those flights, getting the points, getting more points like as a bonus and a credit statement credit. Um, and then got one of my St. Lucia, I think my St. Lucia flight for like 120 bucks as opposed to five or six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to make it work to in your favor. But once you. I got done, I closed that account. 
And so, you know, I didn't care about the few points mm-hmm. if my credit score dropped about, you know, that. But that wasn't a long line of credit either. So it probably didn't mm-hmm. affect your score very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. So can we speak a little bit about savings? Because we talked a little bit about that, but that's super duper important. Um, we talked. You talked about sometimes they encourage you to keep a credit card. Um, because you maybe have to use that in case of emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my girlfriends is in um, banking and um, accounting and things like that, and she always um, talks about the importance of having a rainy day fund mm-hmm. and um, the importance of having a... So the rainy day fund, she says, should be about $1,500. And mm-hmm. the rainy day fund is like your fridge goes out, you Car need new breaks, down. yeah, mm-hmm. things like that, small. Hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the, you should have a separate savings account that should be um, about three months' worth of your income. Mm-hmm. That or would, expenses, right? What you can live up, like if you lost your yes, job your that expenses. day. Yes, your expenses. That's what I mean. Three months worth of expenses. That's what I meant. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that way, yeah, like it would almost serve as like a short-term disability kind of if you, mm-hmm. that way if something happens to you, you break your foot, you got to have surgery, you can't go to work, you'd still have a way to take care of yourself and your family for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are some that's the information I have about savings accounts. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? And I actually, let me go ahead and toss my nurse's note in here too because it's about saving. Um, she also suggests, this is where I got it from, she also su- suggests that you have an auto savings account. And so you can select a certain dollar amount from your paycheck or a certain percentage depending on you know, how, how you can do it. And when you start, it'll be hard because you'll think, God, $100 a pay? Like, ooh, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I can live without that. So you can start with 50 or you can start with 20 or 10 or whatever you start with. Just start with something. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also paying yourself first. You should always mm-hmm. pay yourself first. And so um, you can have it, you, you know, when you fill out your um, direct deposit form, you can have a certain percentage or a certain dollar amount that goes to a separate account. And so you should have a separate savings account even at a separate bank from where your checking account is because it just makes it more difficult to get that money. Mm-hmm. And so if you have the savings account at a separate account, I mean, separate institution, um, and have it auto, just you won't even miss that money. You are not, you know, you'll have your big lump of money, the greatest percentage of your um, your paycheck go into your main, <clears throat> excuse me, account. Um, you really won't miss that money. And so if you just let it sit there and most savings accounts do accrue interest, even if it's a small amount of interest. Mm-hmm. And so you'll look, you know, in a couple months and be like, dang, like I, I have a little money. And before you know it, there's your rainy day fund, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start a new account and then you start working on your, you know, three months worth of expenses account. And so um, that's my nurse's note, but then also just talking a little bit about savings. Do you all have any tips for savings or even talking about the importance of, of saving? Um, yeah, I think it's really important to have a savings account or something that you can put your money, your hands on directly. So like Tiff, you talked about um, once you graduated feeling like, okay, I'm taking care of my retirement and the way nurses can kind of live frivolously because we do have no ceiling as far as our earning potential. I like to say it like we are um, blue collar like white collar workers whereas we are professionals and we earn the salary of a white collar worker but we kind of get it check to check doled out to mm-hmm. us um, and we are still getting paid by the wage most of us yeah hourly mm-hmm. hourly right 
Um, so for me, I felt like you, once I graduated, I would be like, well, my bills are paid. Um, I finally got my retirement situation together. The rest of this money is for me. Exactly. You know, I worked hard. hard. I, yes. I worked hard. Yes. I worked Treat overtime. Yourself. Yeah. And it wasn't until um, one of my friends, uh, SO at the time, he sat down and looked at my budget because I was at in the market for buying a new car. And I was just like, I make all this money, but I don't have, I don't see where I could pay a car note because at that point I didn't have a car note. I hadn't had a car note for many years, but I still did not have money. And when we looked at that, I had spent, I would spend $600 like consistently a month on clothing and shoes. How much? Six, zero, zero. Wow. A month. $600 a month. This is nearly seven grand over you know, this like is the like year. seven grand a year oh, nice. on clothing because I would outfit myself for the seasons basically and you know it just being frivolous so at that point I was like okay I really got to rein this in and I started to cut back and I looked at the fact that I didn't have any cash that I could just put my hand on and so while my retirement stuff was doing very well and I was ahead of the curve and he commended me on that I was still very irresponsible in other segments of my life and the savings account was mm -hmm. one so I did what you said Ryan I started to um, select a, a certain amount of my check and just have that go to this other account that I didn't have an ATM card for I didn't have right. a checkbook for um, it was actually the account for the credit union at loan me money when I bought my bike and so instead of me closing that account I just used it as like the secondary savings that I didn't have access to and so I've been doing that and to see that number grow I actually moved my money you know hashtag bank black to um United one United Bank mm -hmm. and I've been able to really grow that account and it's it's um it's really good like it makes me feel better as far as my wellness overall to look at the account and see that I am being responsible with my money and that I do have a nice little, you know, kitty purse. Nest egg. Yeah, <laughs> off to the side mm -hmm. that I've been diligent about and committed to saying, okay, I don't care if this check is going to be straight PTO. Because if anybody knows what that means, it's oh, like yeah. no shift diff, no overtime. No, yeah. You know, you so, just thinking like, this, check. this, all I this is what I make. This is what I actually make. This is actually what I make. Yeah, which is where I was this past pay period because I was on, on vacation, vacation and I was just like, okay, this chick is going to be lean like yeah. a mug. So, you know, still, I didn't change that around. And I, in fact, took up my um, deferred comp, which is my retirement amount because that's pre-tax that comes out before the tax is due um so i in essence have more money and i firmly stand and believe in um having some money that i can go to in a bond if i need it like you said ryan if something happens to me god forbid i'm not worrying about who's going to pay the mortgage who's going to pay my car note and the rest of my household bills so mm -hmm. who's going to pay tuition right who's mm -hmm. going to buy them some new shoes because right. they don't know how to take care of them right <laughs> so yeah i mean and i'm i'm like you too this has been a nuance a, a new sort of thing for me within maybe the last 
five years and I would venture to say even the last two where I've been able to have a savings account and not touch it mm -hmm. and not just not touch it but like overfund it yes yeah, you know it. yeah if I get a refund check or taxes come through I got an incentive check when I got something at the hospital I just put it in that account and it's just like I feel really good about that. Mm -hmm. You do feel good when you start to see it grow. Mm -hmm. You think, oh, 10, all I can really afford right now is $10. And you think, that's nothing. But once you start to see it, I mean, mm -hmm. $10 will grow. Over time, mm -hmm. yeah. It will grow. When it I started starts... my deferred comp, like I said, I started with maybe $25. Mm -hmm. And if it was more than that, it was 50 But it was no more than 50 mm -hmm. And that was it, every two weeks. And like you said, it came out before tax. I didn't even notice it. Yep. So it's and so helpful. It's really, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tiffany, you talked about um, your 401k and having one of those initially. And can you talk a little bit about like retirement yeah. savings? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, we're not, <laughs> listen, disclaimer, we are not financial experts. <laughs> we are, we are okay? not financial experts. <laughs> we are learning <laughs> as we go. Um, but we can talk a little bit about this. Uh, you yeah. talked a little bit about being free tax. So. This is the probably like the big part that my dad helped me out with. He's always been like the financial guru of the family. Mm -hmm. He helps mm -hmm. everybody. So um, there's a couple of different ways that you can set up your uh, retirement, how you're getting it started and like the percentage. But I think the biggest part that people don't take advantage of is the matching. Mm -hmm. So kind of what that means is just like from your check, your a lot of times your corporation, hospital, wherever you work for, say you're gonna put in three percent, they'll also put in three percent, or say you're gonna put in six percent, they'll maybe come up to four, but they won't match at six. But either way, it's like you're getting it free twice. money, right? Yeah, and so that was kind of the big thing to me. I'm like, oh, so if I put in, like, even if you so put nice. in like a minimum amount, just because they're doing it too, it's almost like you put in the six. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just where I started was with like a small amount. And you, the biggest thing I think mentally is you realize you don't miss that money. You don't. Um, because it comes out, you never saw it anyway. So you just have to get used to living on a certain amount and then you don't even miss mm -hmm. when you increase that amount and things like that um the, i think the trickiest part for me is since i've moved around um just making sure to still watch the old ones and then figuring out like if i want to roll the stuff into my new stuff not necessarily um so i just kind of keep them separate till now until i find like a long-term place where I'm going to work, yeah. mm -hmm. um, then I'll probably roll them all together. But for now, they're just all kind of growing separately, which mm -hmm. is cool for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of brings me to my nursing note a little bit, which is talking about debt, which I think um, easily relates to wellness. I feel like when you have like these insane amounts of debt, uh, that causes you a lot of stress. Um, it causes a lot of anxiety sometimes in some cases, which can easily affect you physically. Um, so one of the books that I read, um, it's called like the, um, gosh, what is it called? Oh, The Richest Man in Babylon. So uh, it's a really, it's kind of like written in like an old school, almost like biblical way. It's like this guy telling these stories of how to be 
financially savvy pretty much back in the day Mm -hmm. Um, but I like it because it's so simple that you can easily apply like the same principles to today and it's super short so a lot of times if people kind of want to know about like finances or like what to do I suggest this book because it's less than 100 pages long easily and it's like short and it's like these little kind of snippets of following this guy through his life Um, but kind of one of the main principles that like stuck in my head was kind of how it depicts debt and how it says like kind of that you're never really in a good place when you have debt because you're always under someone else's like mm-hmm. control it's like a black cloud yeah mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like always hovering over you and this can affect you negatively and mm-hmm. it it even talks about like how lending to like friends and things like this like how and everybody knows how that gets tricky like you lend somebody mm-hmm. some money and then you feel like you have power over them so it kind of just shows how that relationship between your debt company like they mm-hmm. have power over you because they gave you mm-hmm. you know money yeah, um, Facebook like oh Oh, okay. And it even says like how it can be such a small amount of money. It could be five dollars, but then you think of that person differently because you're like, oh, so you go. Right. Oh, so you gonna go out? That's to what eat you gonna do today? When you owe me five, you owe me five dollars, mm-hmm. and so cool. it just talks about how like that's these how things. Sally may be doing me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like, oh. <laughs> There you are. Over your there you are. Watch me. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. Did you have a good weekend? Good trip. Right. Okay. You, oh. got, you got paid today? Did you feel those beach waves? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing. I'm doing a thing now where like I'm doing like this debt snowball thing, and I think the most exciting thing about that is just being able to see like the amounts get smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. and then you take that money and put it somewhere else, and that amount gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm not, I know some people do it like super extreme where they get like a couple jobs and like all this. I'm not going to wear myself into the ground. So I'm just doing like a mini one, but I still think the benefits of it are good. Anytime you um, start paying so, things yeah, off, you can like, see the, the fruits of your labor for sure. So I, I mean, good. it makes me feel lighter. I mean, it's still there, yeah. but to know that you're tackling it besides like the minimum payment a month makes me feel better. But yeah. No, Navian's still on my head, but (laughs) Navian's and everybody. (laughs) I I think you rolled us right into um, how financial wellness is truly a part of your holistic wellness. It can play a major part in how our health is. And so you're right. It is a black cloud when you owe people or when you got lots of bills and you're looking at how much you make and looking at how much you owe. And sometimes those things don't always equal. And sometimes what you make is not always more than what you owe. And so, yeah, that can be stressful. I mean, I've seen, you know, people worry themselves into the ground trying to repay debt, literally die. Yeah, literally get sick and worry themselves into the ground. Or like you said, oh, I need to get another job. I need to do this and do that so I can, do, you know, sometimes people have to do that just to maintain their mm-hmm. their lifestyle and take mm-hmm. care of their family in general. Um, and that can be completely stressful. That, I mean, stress, we know the, the implications that stress can have on our health. Our heart does not like it. Mm-hmm. And then you can have that debt hanging over your head and you are reluctant to compound that with a medical bill or whatever. And so a lot of times that will keep people from going to the doctor, too, if they have something going on because they can't afford Mm -hmm. the doctor's visit, the treatment, the prescription. 
any of that stuff and I guess I'll just go ahead and do my nurse's note yeah. too. Um, my first tip and this is on the side of the lender. If you are lending money to your family, loved one, whoever, friend or whatever, um, I will never say don't lend that money. But what I will say is if you can't afford to not have it come back, mm -hmm. then you cannot afford to lend it. Because when you give it under the pretense of it, it just may never come back, I think it frees you as the lender and releases you of watching every move that they make and counting their money while you're trying to count yours and so it could be a loan you could state it or they can state it or whatever but anytime I'm loaning money I never expect for it to come back and you're if giving. I can't afford to miss it then I'd be like I'm sorry I ain't got it that's the best advice I ever got mm -hmm. is that you don't loan money you mm -hmm. just give somebody some money if you get mm -hmm. it back that's a great. bonus mm -hmm. great mm -hmm. but I'll if I'm in a position to give money I'm happy that a I'm in that position as opposed to the borrower yeah um but I definitely am like, you know what? I'm going to give this under the pretense that I'll never see it again. And like I said, it just frees me up mentally, physically, emotionally, and all of that. And I think that a lot of times money does get in the way of people's relationships. And that is like the last thing. Because money is just paper. You know, the person next to you is going to always be more valuable in your relationship there. And then my second thing is there's lots and lots and lots of money apps out there now that can show you and show you very simply how to save and how to invest in the stock market or whatever it is you'd like to do and a lot of them you can link right to your bank account and it'll end up taking spare change which is basically if you say you go buy something at the store and your total is five dollars and 24 cents what the app will do is round up and take that spare change and invest it for you or put it into a savings account. And that's just another way that you don't even see it. And um, you could have like a little nest egg over some time mm -hmm. kind of building up for you. So that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that about wraps up. Did you do your nurse's note? Mm -hmm. Okay. You I just said it right there. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, no. It's warm here, clearly, in bike <laughs> weather. <laughs> and, okay, so I have one more piece of a nursing note, and that is just to, um, I want to put this on everybody's mind, that the average um, billionaire has seven streams oh, of income, yeah. mm -hmm. okay? And so even though sometimes getting a job, another sec a second job or a third job may not always be ideal for everybody, um, we need to figure out how to make money in our sleep. We need to figure out how to make our money work for us. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about some small ways to do that. But we need to get, especially the black community, we need to begin to um, expand, expand our minds and how we can start to make money work for us. And Instead so, of being such a mass consumer, we need to learn how to be producers. Yes. And there's so many gifts within our community alone, mm -hmm. and we need to stop letting people capitalize and exploit us mm -hmm. for all that's in us mm -hmm. and that we are, and not exploit ourselves, but grow our own gifts yeah, and to parlay that right into a check. Yeah, and 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 also feed it back into our own community. Mm -hmm. 
because we have to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so cuz ain't nobody checking for us. No, and I mean that's evident in the the gentrification, the regentrification that's happening in all the major cities around the nation. And so we have to be able to figure out a way um, like what you talked about to make money, capitalize on our own skills, talents, passions, all that stuff and feed it back so that we can feed our families and then feed it, feed the community because we have to I am look, if y'all follow me on social media, you know mm-hmm. we are we have to save ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that is my nursing note. Find another stream of income. You're not gonna find seven overnight, but mm-hmm. you might find one if you think hard enough. You might find a way mm-hmm. to, to grow your and income. support your people. Yes, that too. If you see someone who started a business or is trying to do something for themselves, mm-hmm. patronize. Yes, don't and damn, don't ask for a hookup. Oh, don't no, ask you know for what? a discount. No, buy it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you ain't asked Walmart for a hookup. Yes. You ain't asked Target for a hookup. You ain't asked no other person who's raping you, bending you over on their prices for no doggone discount. So don't look at the next small business owner or somebody who's trying to do it for themselves and ask for something for free. No, ma'am. I concur. You know what? And right, we're going to end right there. And that's the and that's, that's all we have to say about that. <laughs> okay, for Yes. So. Language lack? Yes. Guess what time it is? Language lack. Yes. See, we're getting better. Good. What's our language lack today, Tosh? Our language lack is, and you know, maybe this is just a lazy tongue kind of situation, mm-hmm. but it's not a prescription. Oh. Like per person. Like, it's, it's not P E R scription. Is it P U R S E? It does get in your purse. <laughs> But is it not? It's it's a get in your prescription. But the word is is what is it? I kind of like prescription. Prescription. Now that we say it, because now I'm not gonna be able to say. We can hashtag prescription. Hashtag prescription. 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 But the real way to say it. Listen, Tiffany got to say it the wrong way because she's not used to this. This isn't where she lives. Prescription. 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 The yeah. right way is prescription. What is prescription? Pre. pre, pre mm-hmm. It's P R E, not P E R. Prescription. 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 Like prescription. I need to go to I the drugstore to get my. Because <laughs> I, my, I struggle with the beginning. So I say script. Filled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're right. You could do it. You could just say script. You could say script, mm-hmm. and you will sound like a medical professional. Yeah, exactly. well, think you're smart because it's easy. <laughs> script. <laughs> right. Right. Prescription. All right. We've been at this long enough. We are going to talk about mental health 
Yeah, it's Mental Health Like Awareness Month or whatever it's called. You know, they be throwing names on all kinds of stuff now. <laughs> we are going to talk about mental health. And this is, y'all listen, y'all want to be here for that because mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. something that is taboo mm-hmm. in, in the, the black, black community. community. We don't even want to talk about it, okay? Mm-hmm. We acting like we still shipping people off down south. Okay, oh if they if yes. they don't match up right to our expectations, right. so get in for that. You can follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. We need y'all to like us, post us, share us, review us, comment, comment, subscribe. Yes, yes, all of those things. Social media: Facebook, Twitter, Get Sedated Seven Zero Five, and Instagram: Conscious Underscore Sedation. And Ooh. that's it. And that we are done there. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go enjoy the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll sunshine. Maybe I'll ride on my motorcycle and red past somebody's studio all rude and loud. Okay, <laughs> but probably not. Wear your helmet. <laughs> Just wear your helmet. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Peace out. Bye.